920. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of AM Minnesota. I have to be on my very best behavior because my guest is well-armed. <laughs> Chief John Sherwin is with us this morning. Good morning, Chief. Morning, Gordy. How, How are you? I'm doing great. I know we're primarily going to talk about this event that I know you're pretty excited about mm-hmm. coming to Faribault's Alexander Park North next week. Yeah, correct. Safe summer kickoff. Thursday, June 1st, 6 to 8 p.m. We're expecting a big crowd. We'll have the police department out there on display for the community. Uh, a lot of interactive events and games and just demonstrations. Uh, free food. We're giving away 100 bicycles. Um, we've got a lot of community groups that will be on hand. And uh, there's a climbing wall from the National Guard that's going to have for kids. Um, we'll have uh, bicycle demos and canine demos. And the South Metro SWAT team will be there with all their equipment that the kids can climb on. And uh, really uh, showing up for the community of the police department will be. And showing out, um, This is there's a lot of... Uh, Things that have gone into this, a lot of community support from the Chamber of Commerce to a lot of our local businesses, giving out free T-shirts as well. Um, I should have brought one, Gordy. I could have, I could have showed you, and you could have, uh, you could have given the rating for the uh, viewers so they know what they're getting. But we got a lot of nice T-shirts to give out, uh, bikes and other things. So really uh, looking forward to it. We hope everyone comes out. If uh, uh, we have less than a thousand people. I will be disappointed. So my guess is the idea behind all this is to put the police department in a different light, right? To to people to make Absolutely. them realize that you're just human beings like they are. Absolutely, and this is uh, you know one of the things that this department's always emphasized, and certainly I've emphasized since I've been here, is that uh, we are part of the community. Like our officers are your officers. And this is a great chance to come down and meet them and, and see all the hard work they've put together in making this event successful. Um, and really to have a fun night. Uh, our focus is, you know, we're calling it the Safe Summer Kickoff. And, and really the uh, the date coincides with the final day of school for uh, Faribault Public Schools. Um, and, and really I, you could say, what's your target audience? Well, it's kids and their families. Um, but really this is for everyone. So you may be listening and thinking, well, I don't have any kids of my own right now. Or, But do you have, what about your grandkids? What about your neighbor's kids? Uh, spread the word. We really like to see everybody down at the park uh, next Thursday. Like I said, there's free food. We're going to have free cotton candy. Uh, there's free uh, Icy Pops. Uh, there'll be uh, food trucks as well that if you want something different, you can purchase um, from the food trucks. So... It's just going to be a great time. Let's hope the weather holds out. Um, that's the only uh, fly in the ointment, yeah, so yeah. to speak. So you don't have any control over that, do don't you? don't have any control, but, uh, you know, early, I looked at the long range. Uh, looks like we'll be okay. Let's hope. Let's hope it stays that way. I hope so. So what are the hours of this? 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, that's kind of when we plan for food to start being served at 6. Um, What's on the menu? So we've got we've got a lot. We've got uh, um, well, we have a lot of food donated by uh, Jenny O. Um, so we've got culturally sensitive food. You know, we've got turkey dogs and and other things, um, chips, uh, you name it. You're kind of picnic fair food. So um, 
there'll be enough for enough options for people to choose from. And, uh, you know, like I said, free cotton candy, free popsicles, that kind of stuff. So uh, should be enough food. We have enough food to feed a little over 2,000 people. So So let's get them over there, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Let's get the word out. And uh, Wouldn't it be cool if you ran out of food? It would be great. I mean, by that, you'd have to have over 2,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I mean... And, and again, I mentioned we're giving away a hundred bicycles, um, which you know, if you're a family of three or four, odds are pretty good your family's going to leave with a bike. Uh, we've got bike helmets as well, so we're not just uh, giving the bike. The theme is safety, right? So you'll get a bike helmet and, and a lock and other stuff. So all right, we're going to take a little market update here, and then we'll come back with the chief, Chief Sherwin, joining us this morning on our AM Minnesota show. Krennic Stump Grinding in Faribault. That's right. Chris Krennic, 491-2948 is the person to contact to get rid of that stump. KrennicStumpGrinding.com. That's K-R-E-N-I-K, StumpGrinding.com. Matt's Roofing, specializing in any shingling project, plus farm buildings, residential roofing. No payment until you're completely satisfied. Give Troy a call at 507-838-2254 at Northland Buildings, quality post-frame construction. Head to northlandbuildings.com. They're just a few of our KDHL agri-boosters. Soybean and cattle futures are mixed in the early going on Thursday. Hogs and corn are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits their products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are mostly lower on bear spreading. Planning and development weather looks favorable in most of the Midwest with generally warm, dry conditions in the near-term forecast. Old crop export sales for beans are below average, and new crop sales are very light. July's up three quarters at 13.25 and a quarter. August is down two and a half at 12.56 and a quarter. July bean meals 70 cents lower at 401.50. It has traded below 400 today. And despite a drop in crude oil, July soybean oil is up 56 points at 48.56. Corn's down on profit taking, watching U.S. planning weather, including much needed rain in parts of the southern plains. Old crop and new crop export numbers were bearish at the USDA expected to lower their export guess next month. July's down one at 586 and a quarter. September's two and three quarters lower at 512 and a half. And wheat's up. It's bouncing off the recent lows. The rain too late to help hard red winter in the southern plains. July Chicago's too higher at 608 and a quarter. Cotton and rice are mixed, adjusting spreads and watching the weather with July cotton up 71 at 82.43 and December down 10 at 88.18. July rice is up three at 16.64 and a half. September's down four and a half at 14.72. Live and feeder cattle are mostly higher, waiting to see how much direct trade's left to be done. Uh, probably not a lot. Yesterday's trade was at higher prices. Uh, most active August lives steady at 164.12. August feeders are down 35 at 234.17. And hogs are pressured by yesterday's drop in pork with June now down 242 at 77.37. July lean 322 lower at 77.60. Follow us on Twitter at Brownfield. John Perkins. Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Other KDHL agri-boosters include Insulation Services Incorporated. Contact Nate there and discover all the advantages of spray foam or blown-in insulation. Number to call is 
507-993-4570. And Craig Keller, Keller Insurance Agency near Strand. Craig helps protect all the things that are near and dear to you. That's exactly what the Faribault Police Department is charged with. Right, Chief Sherwin, to help protect all the things that are near and dear to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's our role and our mission. And uh, when people need help, they turn to us. That's what we're there for. Is there a motto? A motto? Yeah, a motto for the department or a mission statement or... Yeah, and well, there is, um, but it's we're actually going to look at it okay. and, and and redefine it. It's been some time since uh, the mission statement has changed. It's uh, maybe not as reflective on community and other things as uh, um, it could be. And so, actually, one of the things we're looking at this summer is uh, maybe redefining our mission statement as it relates to other goals within the city. Um, you know, that was, uh, in, in, in any position, whether you're the police chief or whatnot, you always have uh, yearly goals. And one of the things I set out to do earlier this year was to look at our mission statement and perhaps redefine it, um, put together a committee and, and work on that. So. Well, times change, right? And it, it probably makes some sense every five, ten years to yeah. change your mission. Yeah, statement. and certainly law enforcement has changed in the last... Five years, uh, certainly, and 10 years, uh, even so. Um, and really, the expectations of the community have changed. And that's why we're trying to do things like the Safe Summer Kickoff. And, and, and really, we want people to know that their police department is a part of the community and, and can be relied on. And we have great support in Faribault. I mean, you see the signs around town. And, um, but that's not, and that's not lost on us. But we also want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to maintain that support and, and actually increase it and um you know our, our overall goal right if you if you want to just strip it down like we enforce the law that's that's what we do but we can also be so much more than that um and and the community expects that right uh, most of the calls that we go on do not involve crimes in progress uh, everything from animal calls to uh uh, I have water in my basement. What do I do? Or, you know, we, we get a lot of calls. Like when, when people don't know what to do, they call the police department. Really? Yeah. Water in the basement, you get a call. We can, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, but so will the fire department, right? I mean, those are, we're not necessarily equipped to handle those things, but we're always on the street, you know, and we're always available and we really respond to almost anything. Um, and that's what people, I think, don't always realize. They think we're just there to make the arrest or to um, to investigate the crime, which obviously we do. But most of what we do is not that. Uh, mental health issues, there's no crime involved. Um, but we are the first responders. And, um, you know, the community depends on us. And, and, and likewise, we depend on the community for information, for being our eyes and ears. Um, and, and when you strengthen that relationship, everybody wins. So, how long have you been a policeman? Uh, Twenty-five years. I'm guessing you've seen a lot of changes in that quarter century, right? Yeah, you know, um, certainly when you change is sometimes gradual over time, but when you think back to it, it, it it's quite the change. I mean, uh, my first department when I first became an officer 
probably half the squad cars had computers in them. Um, we didn't carry hardly anything on our belts, a baton, a baton, maybe pepper spray, but certainly not tasers or less lethal or non-lethal weapons. Um, I had a notebook and a Miranda card, right? <laughs> that was that was about it. Uh, I remember when I got a pager. I remember when I got a cell phone. Um, you know, and things just evolve over time. So so many, the technology evolves, the way officers do their jobs evolve. Um, squad car cameras, body cameras, um, the expectations related to use of force. Um, you know, when I first became an officer, it was, you were basically taught ask, tell, and then make. And now it's ask, ask, de-escalate, de-escalate some more, tell, de-escalate, de-escalate. Uh, you know, we, we expect a lot more out of our officers, more time, more distance, more um, interaction. And, and those are good things. Um, I, I think all in all, the profession has evolved in a positive way. Um, but people just obviously sometimes don't always give us credit for um how we've evolved, the transparency that we have. I mean, think about it. All police officers wear body cameras. What other element of local government or government in general records all that they do every day? I would argue that local law enforcement is the most transparent arm of government in this country. We have to be. Uh, people demand it, but we often don't get credit for it. How long you have to save that? You know, sometimes you're preaching to the choir, right? Like, uh, I, I think in general, most people agree with that. Um, but it's really, it obviously, there are special interests and narratives that, that, that go against that. And, you know, if, if you actually solve a problem, then some people go out of business, right? I mean, um, if, if we solve police community issues... You destroy a lot of narratives. Um, and we've got ways to go, don't get me wrong. Um, but things are a lot better now than they've ever been. And I think that's often not acknowledged. You know, when you talk, you're talking in terms of transparency. Transparency, uh, the way law enforcement operates, um, relationships with community, uh, listening to the community, uh, responsiveness. Um, it, it's, it's certainly changed substantially uh, in, in my time in law enforcement. Sounds like positive. I think so. I think so. I think we're better positioned uh, to move forward and handle crisis situations and make sure that, um, you know, we meet the expectations of, of the community. When you first started, I think you mentioned this, you didn't have much on your belt in the mm -hmm. way of of non-lethal weaponry, right? Right. That's a relatively new thing. It's, you know, it's really changed. You know, the uh, the taser has really, really changed things. Um, fortunately, I've, I've worked in departments that have always um, tried to evolve quickly. Uh, you know, I, I worked in Rochester before I came here, and Rochester has had tasers on their belt for over 20 years. Okay. Uh, one of the first agencies to widespread uh, deploy them in the country. Uh, same with body cameras. Um, obviously, we we have all those tools here in Faribault. Um, 
In fact, we just completed mandatory training for non-lethal and less lethal weapons. Uh, we have new tasers, uh, the latest technology. They're much more effective. They have a greater uh, uh, stopping power and whatnot. Um, we just just received them, but that required everyone to go through training. Um, we also have pepper ball launchers that uh, shoot a projectile that is kind of like a paintball pellet, uh, but instead it's filled with powder um, that is um, a chemical irritant. And it's it would be used in a situation where you have a violent person or someone who's armed with a knife or other weapon, which we've had in Faribault. Uh, and when someone gets hit with it, they're going to notice. And uh, it's designed to um, to incapacitate, but, but it's obviously a non-lethal weapon. Um, and so we went through training with all that. And it's funny because some a few of our officers decided they wanted to voluntarily take uh, a couple of rounds of the pepper ball gun. And um, testament to them, they are carrying the... Uh, the, the launchers, so they wanted to know what it's like if they ever had to deploy one. And um, also, every officer volunteered to be exposed to the to the powder, the irritant, uh, including myself. Um, and it's uncomfortable, but I'll tell you, it's a lot. It, it clears quickly. The powder, the way it's delivered via a powder, uh, is I'd rather uh, be exposed to that than sprayed with chemical spray. So, which I've also had done to me so um no we had uh eight hours of training for all our officers in the last two weeks and um you know it's it's a it's a good tool that uh, uh that will help us avoid you know more more deadly force so is the department of full strength we are um we've met our authorized um level we we have a couple job offers out there so we're not technically at full strength um you know, it's a tight job market for law enforcement candidates. We've kind of discussed this, and um, we had we had a recent opening and a hiring um, process. We had one opening, and we had four applicants. Um, only three of those applicants showed up for interviews. <laughs> so that just goes to show you uh, how things have changed. Uh, a decade ago, there would have been 50 applicants for one position, so... Um, but we have identified a couple of uh, strong candidates out of those three um, and have made a couple of conditional job offers. Um, and the background processes are underway, and hopefully we should be getting closer to full strength as the summer goes on. It's almost an ongoing thing, isn't it? I mean, it you is. get to full it strength, is. you lose yep. somebody, yep. you got to replace them. Yeah, and we're not at full strength, but that doesn't mean that there's uh, we've reduced our service capacity, obviously, it requires us to be creative with scheduling and at times use overtime. Um, but it's, it's a necessity to make sure that we're delivering the service that's expected and that we have the staffing to keep our officers safe and the community safe. So We're just entering, according to the state patrol, what did they say, the 100 deadliest days of the year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it with the warmer weather, uh, you've got a lot of people that'll be on bike motorcycles, which obviously carry greater risk. Uh, you have people that are out and about celebrating. I mean, just look at the number of events that we have going in Faribault. You know, I mean, I, I would say, 
you know, summer is almost officially started when you have the first rodeo at the fairgrounds like we did last weekend. And, um, you know, obviously we've got our safe summer kickoff starting and heritage days and 4th of July and everybody going to the lakes and traveling and youth, youth sports. Uh, so people are out and about and it, it, it just, it's a reminder that, uh, there's a lot going on, but road safety always got to focus, you know. I, I believe, and I, I don't, I can't prove it, but I think the statistics would show that there are more crashes on sunny, fair weather days than there are uh, on days that are maybe a little more gloomy because... You're more focused when it's... You're more focused when you're not enjoying the day. Um, so... Your mind can't wander and... Mm-hmm. Like it can when it's a really nice day and you, oh my, look at that right. eagle, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. That sort of stuff. Again, our police chief, John Sherwin, is with us here on our AM Minnesota program. The number one thing, I'm sure John wants to get the word out again about, is next Thursday's event out at North Alexander Park. They're going to give away a hundred bicycles. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we couldn't do it without the support of, uh, uh, a lot of local businesses, I won't name them here on the radio, but uh, you'll see they're highlighted on our T-shirts and flyers. And um, really, it, it shows their commitment to the community and, and how they've uh, jumped on this event and, and sponsored uh, sponsored it. And couldn't be happier with the response and far more than I ever imagined. Um, when we came up with this idea, it was like, let's see what we can do. And here it's grown into this uh Hopefully, a huge, huge event. Um, which you know, your your first event, if it's if it's uh, this large and and you're giving away 100 bikes, like, boy, it's going to be hard the next time because you're going to have to meet that expectation. So, that's a good thing. Oh, maybe you'll double it. I mean, who knows? Well, who knows? Who knows? Uh, this could be the premier summer event. No offense to Heritage Days. No, we'll, we'll all be there to celebrate that as well. But this is, you know, this is that one night where you uh, kind of to start start off the summer, right? It's kind of a big night to unite yeah. sort of event. Yeah, absolutely. To kick absolutely. off the summer. Yeah. Yep. Instead of neighborhood groups, this is the whole community at one location. So, and we should all feel like we're one big happy family. Absolutely, and we are. I mean, we 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 can be. We can do more of that here in Fairville. I think uh, you know, celebrate. The entire community, and that's that's what I hope will happen on Thursday. And that's next Thursday, next Thursday. And uh, if I remember right, John, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You guys didn't put in a rain date. There, there is no rain date, um, just simply because of the the logistics involved. Right. Now, obviously, we have a lot of stuff to give away. Um, so, if it were to be canceled, which I don't even want to say that word, I'm, sorry. I'm going to knock on the wood desk right now. Yep. But, uh, it's real wood. If it were to be, um, we would obviously plan for an alternative, perhaps later in the summer, because we still have all this donated, uh, donated items and things that we want to make sure that the community uh, shares in. So, the free food is going to be hot dogs, hogs? hot dogs, and then other things. Uh, I think you said Genio uh, donated some turkey. Yeah. Dogs. Yep. Turkey burgers, uh, turkey dogs, that kind of stuff. So. Oh, sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we get some Sambusa down there. Well, I, I hope so. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We've got, there's a lot planned. Uh, you know, I have this planning committee. They've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work, and, and some of it is 
I'm going to be surprised as well. So no kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. When you have good people, you can set them free, and that's kind of what we've done with this, right? Uh, um, there's a lot of officers, and they should really be the ones here telling you all about it because there's a lot of police officers and community members who've and volunteers behind the scenes who've done a lot of work to put this together. So. You're always welcome to bring somebody with you if you like. Well, we'll have to do that maybe next month. You know, when you come on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume there's going to be canine demonstrations. Yep, canine demonstration as well. Yep, well, the fire department will be down there. They'll have their host set up. So, you know, nothing. Well, I don't want to say anything about the fire department because you know how police and fire are. But uh, <laughs> I do recall being a little kid and having a little kid. And, and there's nothing a little kid's like more than a fire truck. That's and a true. Yep. So, um you know, even if the the food, the police stuff is not enough, there's going to be a fire truck there. So, Do you have a SWAT team? SWAT team will be there. They'll have all their equipment. And uh, uh, we'll have our drone unit. Uh, we'll be there flying the drone. So for those that uh, may have an interest in kind of the techie side, the, the drone thing will we'll be there. We'll be on display. And you can talk to our pilots and ask all kinds of questions. That has to be a blessing to have that drone. It is. Yep, it is. It's a great tool, and I think once the community sees it and understands why we would use it, and, and uh, you know, for uh, missing persons and other things, that um, it it will go very well. So, well, I'm thinking of a, a standoff situation where you can actually get some look at what's going on without sac, you know, without uh, somebody's life being at yeah, risk. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Between. Uh, those type of exigent circumstances to the missing um, juvenile. You can be really thick woods that you can even get in there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And we had a, uh, you know, we had a uh, uh, an incident uh, not not too terribly long ago with uh, um, um, actually this week it was where someone had called and they had been canoeing on the straight river and they lost their paddle um and it it was a borderline water rescue but uh um thankfully there was a good cell phone connection and this person was able to talk to dispatch but if they hadn't been and we didn't know where they were it would have been a great situation to put the drone up fly the river and then we would have found that individual so in little time in very little time and that's key in that situation right Absolutely. And it came out okay. Yeah. I think the fire chief mentioned that they were on that particular thing when they got called out to the landfill fire yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You guys assist in that too, right? Uh, not the landfill fire, no. No, no but, but I mean, uh, oftentimes you're the first yes. one at a home fire. You'll help pull Oh, yeah, absolutely. And- absolutely. Our, you know, our uh, our fire department does a great job, but they... They're limited with their crew that's on duty at the time, and and usually our officers get there before, uh, and so they're kind of the eyes and ears relaying information to fire, and then um, I think in most situations they'll help drag hose and get things set up so they can start their fire efforts, fire suppression efforts. Um, yeah, I got one minute. Anything special you want to get the word out on? Chief? Well, we've we've hammered it home, but next Thursday, right? 6 to 8. 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, we'll be out there. We'll, things will be getting set up by 5, 5.30. So if people want to show up a little bit early, uh, 
Um, you know, we'll have people, we'll have plenty of volunteers guiding them in. Um, parking can be a little bit tricky there, but uh, uh, we'll have signs and volunteers. And um, hopefully we have a great, att- great attendance, great weather. And um, every, if, if you show up and you've got kids, you leave with a bike. So that would be my wish. There you go. And is most of it going to be in the fairgrounds portion? Or? It will be in, in really kind of that... Um, southwest corner of the park so where the picnic pavilions are and then kind of the back parking lot will be all set up into the uh to the south of the ball fields all right thanks chief appreciate your stopping by oh i gotta get get a picture here of the (laughs) chief because he's in he's in uh, full full gear here today right always gordy always (laughs) you always are in full gear well you know it makes it easier to get dressed when you wear a uniform (laughs) Have a super day, everybody.